Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. So Wednesday night was pretty crazy. I was watching all sorts of stuff. I was working on a podcast and all this other stuff. But in flipping channels, so here's one of the, the byproducts of the placement on Comcast where Marquee is. So for my Comcast setup, NBC Sports Chicago is channel 200. NBC Sports Chicago Plus is 201. Marquee is 202. Okay? So I got all of that all set up, and it's great because the White Sox were on 201 because the Blackhawks take precedent because they're in, like, a playoff game or whatever. So they were going to be on 200. So they just had the White Sox on, on plus, and they didn't move them. Great. So now I only have to do up and down, up and down, up and down in watching both the Cubs game and the White Sox game. The great part about that is when I make a mistake, which often happens with the remote control, and I maybe hit the up button a couple of times, um, I end up on 204, which was TNT. And that meant that I was watching AEW. And I got to tell you, Everyone has been telling me, you got to start watching this. You got to start watching this. Lawrence, you love wrestling. Quick side note, for those of you who don't know any of my history with wrestling and and doing wrestling. I wasn't a wrestler. I wasn't like Terry Bores. Actually, Terry wasn't a wrestler either, but he was a wrestling manager. You should read Terry's book, by the way. Back when I first started, one of the first jobs that I had at the score was hosting, first producing, and then hosting a weekly show called WrestleManiacs. Me and Jonathan Hood, Jonathan's show, I was just kind of hanging out on it. We would talk about what was going on in the world of wrestling. And it was a lot of fun, and it gave us a very rabid fan base for all of the other stuff that we wanted to do at the score. Whether it was me going on to cover football or... Jonathan talking about what was happening in the world of baseball. We had a built-in fan base of super loyal people because we were talking about something that almost nobody talked about. It was, back then, the idea of spending any amount of time talking about professional wrestling used to drive programmers crazy. Because there's the idea of, we're here to talk real sports. We're not here to talk about those things that are scripted or fake sports. Let me just tell you, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you've ever been in a wrestling ring, like a professional wrestling ring, and try to bounce off the ropes, it is not a pleasant experience. Yes, the outcomes are scripted. We all know this, except for that one guy. Next question, Jeff, where are you? Right there. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. I mean, thank you. Thank you, all guys. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Funk, for saying what needed to be said. I don't want to see another one of these. Well, Still real to me, damn it. 
other than him, we all know that it's scripted. That doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It hurts a great deal, and those guys take a tremendous amount of risk. I have a lot of respect for it. Now, this was back at the during the Attitude Era. This is when Triple H and Stone Cold and The Rock were huge stars. Jonathan and I also talked about WCW Nitro. We talked to, about the, the NWO. We loved ECW. ECW! 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 Tommy Dreamer come out there with his kendo stick. They do all this crazy stuff that we see every week. Once wrestling got enveloped by Vince McMahon, like Vince McMahon won the wars. He won the wars because he had a monopoly of wrestling organizations. Once he won the wars, I was less interested because I didn't feel like the creative aspect of wrestling was going to be taken care of. That we were just going to see whatever Vince's creative team wanted to do and they were mostly just going to focus on Raw and SmackDown and they weren't going to push some of the, the, the performers that were on the fringes of WCW and ECW. They were going to go with what they already had. And I think that that's bared out. I think a lot of wrestling fans that I know they don't like what the WWE has turned into, which opened the door for another organization to, to come up front and, and do some things. Anyway, I lost my love for wrestling. Like, I, I just, there wasn't time. I was doing more stuff, especially when I started, like, covering the Bears. Like, that, there wasn't a lot of time to for me to do wrestling. Jonathan moved on. To, to go work over at ESPN 1000, he still occasionally will talk about what's going on in the wrestling world. But I just kind of, I don't want to say grew out of it because that's pejorative. I just moved on from it and there wasn't anything that really drew me in. Like there's still, like there are tremendous performers even now in the WWE, but there was no one that was going to force my hand to make me move away from watching like Monday night football or Thursday night football or try to seek out whatever it is they're doing on Friday night. There wasn't anyone like that. I will say Becky Lynch. I, I find I always thought that when I would come across WWE that the women's division over the last four or five years would catch my eye. Because they were doing really cool stuff. They were they were changing the stereotype of what kind of was women's wrestling. Like we had gotten to the point where, oh, the Bella sisters are big stars. Like because they're attractive? Like that's why when you have all these incredible athletic acrobatic performers that are are out there that get it that that weren't just and I mean I, I mean no diss to the Bella sisters because they're clearly popular but I never wanted to watch a match that they were doing like th that wasn't it but it was different with someone like Becky Lynch so like okay she gets it like you could tell that 
she grew up on wrestling. And all those things that made, like, the Attitude Era cool, like having someone who has incredible mic skills on top of having the ability to get in the ring and throw down, and it be believable. Um, I, I really, like, whenever there was a women's division match, I was like, okay, I will watch to see because there were there were some high leverage, high risk stuff that 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 the ladies were doing in the WWE that I was kind of down with. But other than that, I there wasn't much for me to to not do a podcast on for sure. Like there wasn't going to be a radio show, and I think that wrestling has this. Like it has these peaks and valleys where things before the Attitude Era in in the WWE, like between the Saturday night's main event era and the attitude era of the WWE, I think there was a valley there where people were like, ah, I kind of don't care about it. I know I've rambled on now for a few minutes just to give you the preamble to tell you that I enjoyed watching AEW. And so what I was doing was... If I found spots in the Cubs and White Sox games where there's like a pitching change or a break in the action, I would flip over to see what was happening on TNT. Now, I interviewed Dustin. Wow, did I just call him Dustin? Cody Rhodes a few months ago. It's actually somewhere in here on Loho Daily if you're a big wrestling fan. I interviewed him and I found him to be extremely appealing. Like his whole cause... The way that he feels about AEW, I was all for it. So I watched him and, and Matt Cardona, which it was a big deal to get him over to AEW, and then Arn Anderson out there looking like Andy Reid. I don't know what was happening there, but I thought that that was interesting. He had like a play card and everything else, and they wrestled against Alex Reynolds and John Silver, the Dark Order, in a tag team match. It was enjoyable. It, it was it was well worked. I thought. I, I thought that the both teams did great. It, it gave me kind of some false endings to the match. And it, it didn't give me exactly what I thought was going to happen in the match. And I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I thought the performers were, were tremendous in the match. And it, I, I don't, does, it, does it matter to you that Cardona and Cody won? I, it doesn't matter to me. I just know that. I enjoyed it. And one of the things that I really enjoy, and I know that the WWE is doing some of this stuff too. I like that they're using the other wrestlers to create a crowd, to create energy outside of the ring. That's really smart to do. And it was an easy way to, to use the pandemic to be able to create similar but not the same atmosphere for when you have a full house of 10,000 people or whatever that are watching your product. So I made a note to myself last night. I was like, okay, that was cool. I'll watch again next Wednesday. I don't know if this is going to become like a regular thing. We'll see what happens next Wednesday. But I definitely felt like, all right, all those people that keep hitting me up on Twitter or Instagram or just sending me emails, you'd be surprised at how many people are like, you got to get in on AEW, Lawrence. We want you back talking about wrestling. 
I don't know if it's ever going to rise to that level again. But there was enough good in what I saw that I'm down with watching some more. And then figuring out whether this is something that is sustainable. Cool beans? Cool beans. So we'll see. Maybe there'll be a weekly installation of Loho Daily just on AEW. If it's good next week when I watch it. So thanks to all the people that have been prodding me to watch it. You may have been right. We'll see you in a week. Thanks for listening.